gentlemen, welcome to Hard Nose Derby Podcast. Um, it's going to be a little bit different today. We, uh, my other guy, is not here. He got the awesome opportunity of going to Chinook, Kansas, to go to work. We are at a highly secretive remote location. We are at the Brown Ranch today. Looks like I've got Dalen, Allen, and Cody, all three of them here. Uh, we're going to do some recap from P. Hill last night. Another awesome show put on for the Terry Lyerly Memorial Tour. Um, I think it was a first, second, and third, guys, if I'm not correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I think it went in age. Yep. Sure <laughs> did. <laughs> was it planned to go in age? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I planned on taking first, but it didn't happen. Well, the only thing you told me afterwards, you, uh, that old caddy bent. Yep, she definitely bent. Yeah, I just got to look at it. There was some, uh, caddy was a little rusty. Um, they did some uh, rust repair, and it looks like they missed a chunk, and it actually ripped apart right at that at that rust repair. Uh, for any of you guys that don't know, 010, Mr. Alan Brown, was the start of this. Um Allen has been in this game a long time. He got out, and he came back. And ever since he's came back, it looks like he has come back with vengeance. Um, without a doubt, there was no lack of competition there last night in the street sock class. I mean, you had P.J. Snar, you had Justin Hill, uh, you had all three of the Browns, you had Sean DeWitt. Uh, it got rowdy, and it got rowdy pretty quick. Um how did everything go, guys, up to leading up to the show? Because when you have three cars coming out of one shop, um, and I know a couple of you went to Border Wars uh, to help some guys out and hang out up there, did you have most of it done before the last two weeks, or is that something that you really had to scramble to get completed before yesterday's show? Cody did pretty much everything he had to do within the last 10 days. He likes to drag his feet and go party and shit. <laughs> and uh, that's how that went down. <laughs> so out now. Yeah, he's definitely a last man south. I started on mine on April 3rd, the day after that last derby. Yep. Is when I started on mine. And this car came in this morning at 8 o'clock this morning. Got put on the rack, getting ready to get tore down, and there will be another one in here tomorrow. So... That's how that goes around here with me. That's my just the way I've always been. So. Yep. Well, I am going to start with Alan. Um, I can remember you coming to Shelbina, you know, back in the day. Ben, that is, um, that that place always does have, it holds a pretty good spot to my heart. I mean, that was the first derby I ever went to. I was born and raised in Shelbina. And we have talked in previous podcasts that I've seen 70 cars there, I've seen 100 cars there, and I've seen 25 cars there. But the amount of crowd support that that fair has is just absolutely insane. I would sit here and say I wish you guys could come and run some of our stuff, but I know you're all what you guys run. Your rules set is a little bit different than ours. Alan, can you tell me a little bit how you got started back in the day? Uh, mainly from my buddies uh, Scott Thomas. Me and him were best friends back then, and he derbied and it looked fun. So. I just kind of rolled with it, and then, then me and my brother-in-law Keith Dawson kind of kicked it off together. And actually, said Shelbina, 
that was one of the first derbies we went up there to with and Keith built a 74 Cadillac and took up there and we put one ton leaf springs under the back of that thing and when we pulled up there we were scared we weren't going to get in with those and pulled up through inspection inspection guy drops down underneath the car and he says holy shit <laughs> and I looked at Keith and I rolled my eyes and I'm like, oh, well, what, what, what's going to go on? And the guy rolls out, and he said, where the hell did you get them V-bar tires at? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he says, I have never seen a Cadillac with lead springs on it. And I said, yep, that's an LE edition. They only made 500 of them that year. And he said, no shit, that ought to be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talked to Eddie last week. Um the transition of the parts that are available now, um, whether it's, you know, caddies, 03 stuff, 98 to 02s, you started back when there wasn't really any aftermarket parts. There was nothing. You made every single thing on that car. You made it all. I was one of the very first ones that ever had a slide drive shaft. Uh, ran the Border War one time. Big George Sims had a 73 Buick wagon with a slider drive shaft in it. They made me cut my shackles on my, or my clamps on my leaf springs, and uh, it ducktailed out there. And it was a stupid clean wagon that I bought off Brian Powell. And uh, she, the ASM went straight in the air, the leaf springs all draggled out, and that drive shaft was pointed into the ground, the yoke was turning with the back end four feet in the air. And I bet a hundred people come out of the stands wanted to know what the hell I had in that car for a drive shaft. So, <laughs> uh, you know, was there a reason that you kind of stepped away from the Derby? Um, I'm not trying to, like I said, we've always said we're not trying to get in any secrets or anything, um, but we know you stepped away for a while. Uh, we know you're a busy guy. Is there something that just gave you that need of wanting to get back into a car? Yeah, I stepped away the main reason was I ripped both rotators and both shoulders and I couldn't hang on to the steering wheel anymore. I busted my face twice the last year that I rode and I will not run in a full face helmet. I never have and never will. And uh, I busted my face open twice off the steering wheel because I didn't have enough strength to hold on. And that was one of the reasons. The other reason was I bought 400 acre farm and I had to turn it into a farm instead of the shithole that it was. So what I was doing and then over the years with the boys running, especially Dalen, he'd get out there and since he had my last name and my name was behind him, they came for him and they came hard. And uh, he had good shit though and he handled himself very well. Yeah. But when I'm sitting in them stands and I can feel my face getting red and everything and I'm thinking, you dumbass, you need to be out there with him. And uh, that's kind of the reason I got back into it like this. Plus... He gave me too much shit on telling me I didn't know nothing. And that's kind of pissed me off. Well, what is, um, we know you, which I talked to you at P Hill in April, you know, it's been a while since you've been in a new style. Do you got a favorite car? Yes, I do. 60s model suicide door Lincolns. I knew that was coming. I've heard it'll be a 73 Imperial. <laughs> he loves them things. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll drive an Imperial whenever the, the opportunity arises around here. But, uh, and, I mean, I like these caddies now. Caddies are junk. They've, they've been junk forever. But the rule set nowadays, 
you can make them where they are an awesome car. But I made a suicide Lincoln into an awesome car with no plates on it. And I'm dying to get in one of them later on this year. So that's going to be a show that somebody, somebody better come watch this one. You, you heard it right there. A lot of the times these guys don't, it's not really secretive. They just kind of keep them stuff to themselves, you know, where they're going to run unless it's something within a couple of weeks. But, um, I know Alan and I talked last night that he's going to be able to take a Suey somewhere. He didn't tell me exactly where. Will you tell me where? She's going to Vandalia in October. Vandalia in October, 010 in a suicide. And I'm not going to win. <laughs> so I hope uh, Gary and them guys have a great big old Mad Dog trophy and some cash because I'd say that's what Alan is going to go for. We're going to go right down the line in age. Dalen, 020. Uh, Alan just gave us a little backstory. You know, you coming into the game. You came into the game when you can start getting these aftermarket parts. Yep. Yes, sir. They probably weren't all available yet. Nope. But you didn't have to go rummage around and go to the to the steel shop and make, you know, steering shafts and uh, homemade sliders and, and everything. So, Well, I mean, he still – Dad still built most of my parts back then. I think that's – he started out with all the best shit because I knew all the everything about it. And the key thing with him, he started riding with me when he was 12 years old. And he was in many, many winning cars, second place cars, third place cars. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew what it take, what it took to win derbies. And he started out with the best stuff. And his first trip at the state fair, he, he got second against a great driver. Bubby Johns mm-hmm. beat him out there that night. And, uh, Bubby beat him with experience because Dalen had the car. Is Correct. what it was. But, uh, well, we know you're a 9802 fan. Yep, definitely. That's all I've ever built, 9802s. I've probably built 15, 20 of them cars. I love them. You've never been in anything driving other than a 9802? 9802. So, is there um, like a bucket list car that you want to try to run sometime in the near future, whether it's this year or next year? To try something different? Uh, I'd like to try a 03 newer. I want to try one real bad. Probably like 2009, 2010. You want the double rear? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. How did your last night go? Fine. You know, just kind of did my thing. And what I always do, just go with the pace and just do my thing. And it ended up working out. I know the first thing you told me after you got out of the car, you said, this son of a bitch rips. Yeah, that... <laughs> I like that cooler. Yep, I like that one a lot. That's the biggest engine I've ever been behind. And you wouldn't think just 30 cubic inches would make that much of a difference, no. but it does. Yes, yes, sir. But like I said, there was some guy, There was motors that ripped last night. Uh, PJ, I know he runs Call Your Stuff. Uh, Justin Hill runs Call Your Stuff. You guys had Call Your Stuff. I know Alan's got a uh, CJ motor. Yep which I think CJ and I talked afterwards. Um, and then Alan just mentioned it. That track was a, was a pulling track the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the center of it was really hard packed, but then you still had some loose stuff on the sides. Um, and you guys all got stuck right there at the end, just off of that center. And I think if you guys would have been another 10 foot mm-hmm. closer to the pit, I don't think you guys
that stuff. So, but it's it's great for the fans to just go out there and watch it. Which I have talked to you. You know, we talked when I got here that even though it did come down to you three, because the top five here's how the top five went for P Hill. Fifth place was Justin uh, Fair. Yep. Fourth place was Sean Dewitt. Third place was Cody. Second place was Dalen and Alan White. You know, so um, somebody said in the stands, and they're going. These people are going to be upset that it come down to these three. Well, here's the deal: these three don't cut no slack on each other. Absolutely. Not. I remember two years ago, Palmyra when it came down to you two, and I thought, well, how's this going to play out? And then it was just wide open, just driving. I can't remember. I think you had it. Impala the belly, mm-hmm. finally belly, but your your Vic wasn't real peachy keen after that. That was my uh, that's my first year derby. That's what I thought. I thought that. Yeah. So we will move to Kobe. Um, you just figured following Dad and Brother's footsteps. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you'd asked me about five years ago what I thought about derby, I I would. I, I didn't like it. And then I started coming around a little bit more. And I'm watching more derbies. I started to get started to get into it. And one year, I said, "Screw it!" So I'm around Bowling Green Light World, and uh, I started ordering all the parts. Uh, went to uh, Capital Carnage, bought a bunch of stuff, and came back. And uh, actually, we were we were welding up my training brace and everything. We were putting everything on, and Dad was welding on it. And I, I looked at Dad and I said, uh, "You know you want to get back into it." <laughs> Uh, everybody knows right now that I believe everybody can see the sign-ups. You two are going to Blizzard Bash yes, sir. for a qualifying team, correct? Yes, sir. Dad don't want to, Dad didn't want to go? It's deer season. <laughs> see, we keep coming back to the deer season part. And two years ago, when the Missouri Department of Conservation moved their deer season, it put it the week after Blizzard Bash. They sold it out. First time Blizzard Bash has ever been sold out every night. And I thought, awesome. And then a week later, they announced that Blizzard Bash was going to be moved a week ahead. So it went to, I'm sorry, a week behind. So it lined it right back up with Missouri deer season again. I was not a fan. I have hunted since I was, you know, 11 years old. And I know all these guys hunt too. I mean, the bad problem is, is that um, 040 can outshoot 020 for for deer season, um, but she is um, she is not here. She's uh, she's a little sore. She rode with Alan last night. Uh, I think Alan says she's she's bruised up pretty good in, in the arm and maybe the butt, and then mm-hmm. she has to go to work. So, what is your future plans here, fellas? I mean, are is it you're are you shooting for the big stage? Where you're just gonna hit your, you know, you feel your small shows around, or are you hitting the Blizzard Bash, the Peoria, the uh, Sturgis Team Show, those type of bits. Yeah, uh, we've been getting along and hanging out with uh, Trey and Rob Hewer here lately, and they've been trying to get us talked into doing a lot more bigger shows and kind of getting our name out there and stuff like that. So I think me and Cody talked about going around a few bigger shows next year after Blizzard Bash and. Kind of do a different variety of builds and all that stuff, and see you know where we fare in the, in the field. But it seems really exciting to do that kind of stuff. Anticipation is a lot. Yes. You know, 
Um, and I am, we've all been in the boat. I'm sure the last month has pretty much sucked. I mean, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're trying to build so these cars and this caliber of cars and this style of build to come out of one shop, you know, what do I got to do to this one? What do we got to do to this one? What do we got to do to this one? Because I know you guys are like the same. You guys are the same as one where you, which we have talked before, you don't want to take a car that's half-assed. Nope. Absolutely. You want it right. You don't want something stupid happen um, just because something was forgotten about. Big checks came home, um, and I'm looking at the highest bumper award as well. No, it's the little things that'll get you. Well, Alan, what is, uh, we do know you're, you just said you're going to Vandalia and Asui. Um, I've personally looked at this car, and the hood is as high as the roof. Uh, we know that one's junk. Um what is, what's next on your kill list? I'm getting ready to go. I've got a 76 Cadillac that I just went and picked up down south that's uh, really, really clean. And uh, we've already got it stripped and the body's loose on it, sitting on the frame. So it's getting ready to come down here. It'll be down here by next weekend. But we're going to get some parts out of this one, make sure everything's still top notch in them and then we'll get the frame in here and we'll go through it for probably two weeks upside down upside right the whole thing probably flip it three times yep. but uh uh you know i i've been i've been accused of cheating all my life at this sport because i'm because my shit is right when it comes out You're of particular shop. yes yeah. yes yeah, so very, that's a big very much so and i mean nobody goes over our stuff is hard as what those officials do at Pleasant Hill. And believe me, we had to cut shit. If our cars were illegal, they would not have got to run. Correct. Period. Period. And uh, we all had to cut stuff. Uh, I was probably the easiest one out of the bunch. Uh, I had very little stuff to do to mine at all. You know, it wasn't, wasn't hardly anything I had to do to mine. But, but uh, I come out of it pretty easy. But the car before... Uh, Dalen and Cody both helped me on it. There were some things I told them I didn't want to do on it. They did anyway, and we had to do a lot of extra cutting at that <laughs> one. And I told them I wasn't going through that bullshit this time. So, yeah. you know, we just uh, uh, made it pretty simple. But but if you don't put the time into these cars, I don't care. You know, you just – if you don't put the time and commit everything to it, they're not going to roll out and be in the top three every single time. So. Correct. You know, I, I built a 67 Imperial one time. We, we built it in four days in my other shop. Uh, that's going and buying the car. That was stripping the car, and that was building it and putting it on the track and putting the bumper as high or if not higher than that Cadillac behind me is. And we won that night at P. Hill also with it. And everybody says you can't snoot an Imperial like that in one show. I've done, I've done four or five of them like that in one show. Yeah, you drive the wheels off of them. You know, I, I like I said earlier, I think Austin's got something going pretty good over there. Um, is that one of your favorite tracks to run? It's my favorite track, hands down. It Pleasant is. Hill is, is, is my favorite show? track. Now, Griggsville, don't hold a candle. I mean, my first win ever was at Griggsville with some great people. Uh, the McAllister boys was running. That, that was back in 1998 is when that was. That was my first feature win in a monsoon over there. There was probably 18 inches of water on the track 
with a hard pan underneath it. It was just like he was out there in a pond running around. So, and you know how it is to wear glasses. Couldn't see shit. There, there was mud, water, everything. And and one of the officials comes over and beats on my hood or with the stick on my top of my car. And I looked at him and he said, quit, quit moving. You got it won. And I looked around and everybody's deader than a hammer sitting around. But but it, you couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. Couldn't yeah. see it. You were just trying to go, go, go. Stay moving. Is there. that one of the reasons why you don't wear a full face helmet? Because I know both these guys do, you know, with the visor and everything. Yeah. Well, I like to stay in touch with everything in my car. And... With me running a chainsaw all my life, my hearing's not real great, and I, I just like to hear everything that's going on around me. You know, red flags, whatever. I can hear them holler. You know, so I just don't like I don't like the the closure around me. You know, it feels like I'm suffocating in one of them things. Yes. But last night was too much for me with that neck brace on. I've never wore a neck brace in my life, but I would have went probably through a divorce if I didn't wear one last night. This is what I was getting <laughs> at. So. Which you had neck surgery. I had, that's why I didn't run winter, last right? year uh, anywhere last year. You know, nothing major. I rode with my daughter in the Cadillac that Cody's been running. That's the original Bad Girls Cadillac that I uh, built for my daughter for the Powder Puff. And uh, I rode with her, and she put on one hell of a show at Bowling Green last year with it. And uh, I, I did get to drive it last fall on P Hill, and we just had some shit house luck, and the wheel fell off while we was out there. So, you know, that was a super easy run. So my wife did not want me to run with all that neck surgery that I just had, but but kind of stubborn sometimes. But we, we did it, and I told her we was in a big car, not going to get hurt. So Because we know you don't like those little cars. Nah, you always said no that's more. when it's time to go get a beer and a hot dog. Yep, yep. Uh, we have a lot of the compact guys that, you know, we are friends with. Um, and, I, you know, I respect them guys as a driver. You know, we, we talk about them quite a bit. But, you know, Clayton Fernandez goes mm-hmm. out. And all, them guys, all them guys put on the show. There's some drivers out there. That. They're goddamn lunatics. Yep, yep. And we really do compare those to a big mod car, you know, to a certain extent. There's, But there's... About as much welding, just in half the size. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Oh, and I, I don't tell many people this, but I built one of them little shit boxes one time and ran it at Shelbine. What? And uh, I was in a ship <laughs> up there. <laughs> and there is nothing that hits harder than a compact car. It is rough out there, and uh, you know I see I can see that out there, but it just the motors is what I can't handle. Yeah. 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 Monotonous. It sounds like a bunch of steel chainsaws out there, and steel yep. chainsaws suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like meeting that Honda Civic with that seven-inch fork yeah. can that tries to pass you in third gear running seventy, just because yeah. he thinks it sounds cool. But you know, um, so I had no clue as much shit as he as he gives these guys. I had no clue that Owano was ever in a compact, a Chevette at that. Um, can we blame that on Keith? Maybe Keith? Yeah, we probably happen. could because we was drinking beer. We found the Chevette on the side of the road and it accidentally came home with us. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, you just spoke a little bit ago. You know, Keith is your brother-in-law. Uh, Keith's been running for a long time. Always one of the a heavy hitter wherever he goes to. Is that is that a good thing where you guys can kind of bounce ideas off of each other? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Keith, Keith, 
Keith taught me a lot about frame structure, everything else. Cause when, when, like when everybody's, when George switched to the eighties and newer, uh, you know, Keith owns body shop mm-hmm. and they've got all the books up there that tells the differences in the frames on different cars. That's how we figured out way earlier, which ones were the gusseted frames, which ones to look for the years, everything different in it. And, uh, Keith just, you know, he knows how to make the stuff work because he pulls enough of them on the frame rack, you know, everything else, and you know, especially the suicides. Uh, I pretty much had them figured out back in the in the early two thousands, and uh, Keith, I started turning him on to some of my suicides, and he started running them. And then Jerry, we, when all three of us was at a track together, we were unstoppable on those suicides, and I mean. That's kind of how the suicide got a bad name, you know, and they, they got out outlawed. There ain't nothing tougher about a suicide as these cars nowadays. They'll get the front wheels ripped off of them just as fast, I promise you. Yep. But uh, And they will stand up just like any other car will, you know. You just got to just gotta keep hitting them, you know. You'll bend them. But, but uh, I like them because of the weight. That's the main thing. That's just like these Cadillacs, you know. A suicide's even heavier than a Cadillac, so... You know, they'll drive through any other car usually. You just got to watch driving through them close to the ends of the walls or something because you'll put yourself on a wall after you drive through a car. But, yeah. but uh, stay in the middle of the track and stay moving with the suicide is the best two things you can do. But, but hands down, my favorite car is, is a good suicide. Uh, best ones, a 61, 62, because uh, some of those didn't have air conditioning and the uh, inner fenders were closed all the way to the firewall uh but those are really really hard to find so you know pretty much everything i got 66 67 and uh, those are the pretty common ones where you can still find them you know pretty readily you know that was i think we talked about it i don't know if it was on the last podcast or one before but i'm thinking it was around that circa 09 at p hill when there was a bunch of imperials Mm -hmm. and uh sueys um Floyd Browning's nephew, Travis mm-hmm. Logan, brought us a, a suey over, and the frame was sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I think the ass end was knocked out completely from under it. Front end, same way, and, it, and I mean, that's where it's set. Yeah. And that was the Imperial that we built in five days that we were talking about that we ran up there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, B-Hill is known to be really nasty. Dalen, I know you have ran um, nowhere near, you know, what your dad has done. Um the amount of cars at different tracks. Um, I know Alan's favorite is the P Hill. You got a favorite? So far, it's Bowling Green. I've always loved Bowling Green track. I've always had good luck there. I've all, 90% of the time, I placed top three there, top four. Except for the first year that I went and you got stuck. You, well, didn't you get loaded? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. So, Daly, you doing good? He's like, nope, they're loading my shit. <laughs> yep, yep. I uh, actually, that's my own fault because I went and ran Lewistown the two weeks before that, and you know how that show was back then. Yeah. It was allowed 12 6x6 six six quarter-inch plates, and I had all 12 6x6 six six quarter-inch <laughs> plates on there. So that's my own fault. And I think they were all on pretty much Firewall Ford, if I remember yeah, correctly. it was all Firewall Ford. But you got the torch out, and you started to cut, and I think you just kind of looked over and said, nah, Yeah, this ain't worth it no more. I'll take it somewhere else. Yep. Uh, well, guys, we're going to go back to P-Hill a little bit. You know, 
you guys just want to chime in, uh, however, how your all's night went. You know, I know the tech was a little bit rough for a couple of you. Um, once that got straightened out, it looked like it wasn't too bad of an issue. But, you know, just kind of go back and replay a little bit in your head and kind of let us know your all's thoughts on that whole show. It was hot for one thing. Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> I hate derbies with no Me and Jake Hall was over there talking earlier today, and I said, Jake, why didn't back in the 90s we plant two or three trees around here so we'd have some shade right now? And, uh, but, you know, we used to go over there and, and camp out in the barns, you know, in the shade when we'd have all the, the whole squad with us, you know, all the women and everything. But, you know, the, uh, my wife showed up last night, though. She's about, you know, that's her first derby all year. And we went out to eat breakfast this morning and she told me she's not going no more because. She can't take it. She's actually crying. She said because she, she thought one of the boys was going to get hurt. So, which we have talked about that. You know, the moms, the wives, the girlfriends, you know, the fiancés and stuff. A lot of times they're just as much invested mentally mm-hmm. as everybody is monetarily or physically in the build. You know, she might not come out here to help you build, but it's time away from you guys. Oh yeah. You know, so you have that separation time. Yep. You know, so she's. The thing is, is what a lot of people know in the derby world is if you're running 30 and you're running 30 and you hit in the middle, that's a 60 mile an hour collision. Exactly. To a brick wall. Yep. So, you know, being a mom, I know women are a little bit more emotional than a, than a dad is. In that same token, you know, I know you're probably um, a little more defensive over your daughter than you are your two boys Mm -hmm. you know that's just and i'm thinking the mom is the opposite of that you know where they're a little bit more coddling to the to the boys than yeah and on that and that's well always i mean yesterday we had no issues uh with anything there was one deal my daughter come walking back up to the to the truck and she said dad there's some guy talking shit over there about you and i said where she said, over oh, by that blue car. I said, he's a big guy. And I said, I don't give a fuck how big he is. <laughs> I said, We're getting ready said, to find out yeah, how big he thinks yeah, he yeah. is. That, that, people can talk smack. I don't care. But when they do it to where my family's around, with her sitting in the, and they can boo me all they want to. I don't care. But when they start flying me the bird or hollering, screw you at me out there, and my family's sitting right next to them, we got problems now. Yeah. So that's just the way I've always been over there. There's been several of them that's got to know me real well over there over that kind of shit. But, Correct. But, uh, no, it, I just take it in stride. I don't like to do any of that kind of crap. But if my family gets involved in it, it's going to happen. There's so, that respect factor. Yep, yep, you know, yep. I know you guys, like I said earlier, you guys got rowdy and came down to E3. Um, and I think Cody said it earlier. What happens if we get down to us three at the end? You know, what are we going to do? And Cody said he looked up and he said, well, it's time to party. You don't have much of a car left either. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I can actually pull that down. It bent right right in front of the body mount. So that would be that wouldn't be that bad of a pull when I could go somewhere with him, but that, that engine needs worked on. I I couldn't I couldn't even get half throttle. Just oh. needs to tune up. Hopefully, yeah, I'll say it. Hopefully it's something stupid. Yeah. I lost reverse uh, halfway through. Uh, I knew it was getting down. There. I was like, I cannot let one of these boys put me in a corner. So we 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 stay right in the middle, and then 
we'd just stop and we'd wait for one of them to, you know, maybe one come try to come try to hit me in the ass so I could I could spin out of it. Because there ain't I could not turn on a dime. There you cannot turn on a dime in the Catholics. Yeah. At least I can't. Well, I know earlier in the week you had some transmission issues anyways. Yes. Um, Dale and I was actually uh, I was going to get some bodies uh, from a buddy and Dale called me. He said, Hey man, I just want to go pull your car in the shop and uh training's laboring real bad and I said, Oh boy and, uh, <laughs> Oh boy And I said, Is it bad? He's like he's like there's a lot of fluid on the bottom I said, oh, I was like I figured it's going out. Um, I kinda feel in April second it was uh, you go from reverse, reverse would be there and then forward. It, it, it was a it was a good lag. But no, we got that changed out with Dad. Dad and then got that changed out while I went to Illinois to go get a converter and I came back uh, when I was walking in there the transmission out and everything. If y'all heard that, that was actually Alan cracking open a pure gold. Um, my beer of choice. We still have Dalen still drinking Pepsi. Yep. <laughs> I actually drank quite a bit of beer yesterday. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when it says it was only 84 degrees, but it felt like it was like 117 yeah. in the devil's tank. Yeah, it's, it's been cutting for five hours and on a torch, yeah. and swamp ass was real. <laughs> swamp ass. Well, Dalen, how did your night? It was golden, just, you know, played it cool. I kept Dad, and I kept Cody pretty well where I could see him all night, where we could help each other and do whatever, see who wanted, wanted to smoke, you know. So, that's what... I did, and just came down towards the end. Came down, and Austin came out and told us we need to start, just need to start hitting Sean and Dad and them a little bit more as hard as I was hitting everybody else. And that's when I knew it was fucking time to party. So, <laughs> and it was in my goal to fucking belly that cattle like a dad's out. I was going to do. <laughs> I think I started that one. Dad was pushing me. I was going to belly one of you two out. Yeah. It was going to happen. If I didn't want y'all to have the front end, you wouldn't have got it. <laughs> yeah, no, he was pushing me. My car died. And he's kind of pushing me. And I was like, you just wait till I get this thing started. <laughs> and uh, he got it. I got it started. And it is everything I wanted. Because I knew he was coming. And I had one rail to him. I said, I need to line it up. And uh, I, I got I it gotta lined up. He bent a little bit. But I bent a little worse than he did. Yeah, I was in a pillow. That's Dalen's, Dalen's lucky that Cody's pillar got in the way. Otherwise, that car would have been on its roof. Right <laughs> yeah. You, I almost thought you were going over, dude. I, really I thought did. I was going. Over I thought, and it's right in front of us. Is it going? Because we've talked about that before. It's the laws of physics. Alan's car was coming up pretty good in the front, so you're actually not pushing this way. You're pushing you know, straight you're up. You're pushing mm-hmm. up, yeah. and the laws of physics take over. And the next thing you know, you're on your lid. Um, we don't want to see anybody ever get on their lid, but the crowd absolutely loves it. Yes. And then you do what he, you know, Alan did in, in April where he did go over on his lid once, and Cody said, not happening. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he actually did the same thing to me. I, I pulled my uh, passenger's door for him, and uh, he, he almost took that pillar off. <laughs> yeah, and his passenger's sitting here, and he was, you know, he's still in one piece, one tack. How does it, three cars coming out of one shop, and it's not like y'all are buddies. I mean, I understand you are buddies, but being father and son team, how does that work on your mentality? A, you knew, you said that we it was going to be party time when it comes down to us three. But is there um, is there something in your brain that's like, hold on, that's my dad. Or uh, hold on, that's my brother. Yeah. Man. 
One yeah. saying no, one saying yes. No. <laughs> no, you're getting it worse than the rest of them. <laughs> That's the way it's always been yeah. with us. I mean, everywhere, when we used to run Vandalia all the time or Bowling Green all the time, there was always seven or eight of us buddies, you know, and just like uh, the, the way back in the day, the Orange Cars, the Orange Crunch team, Jeff Betts, Beaver Rutherford, mm-hmm. all them boys, uh, we went after each other everywhere we went. But when we went to, uh, like Vandalia, and you had two sets of Mexico crews out there, well, we worked together until we get anybody that was not on their team or our team gone, and then the motors went to life. It, yeah, was, it was party yeah. time then, you know. But, but uh, you know, and, and it just kind of the way it is everywhere. You know, you, you pick who you run with, you know, who you're not want to say loyal to, but... Uh, there's always that. get down to it, we're not ever going to disappoint the crowd and break our sticks off, just put on, and you know, not to tear our shit up. We but, make, you know, we make each other earn. If yeah. it wasn't for that crowd, the sport, sport wouldn't be anything right Correct. now. You know, and it's those little kids, uh, that little boy that drew my name last night, you know, he was so happy. The young man that drew my name at the first show, I've been in contact with him since then, and I took him my... Uh, trophy, my second place trophy from last time and I gave it to him yesterday. Signed it and everything gave it to me. It's a whole different it's a whole different thing when you can see that kid's face. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. he gets that trophy in his hand, boy, it is like yeah. it's Christmas morning. Guaranteed. He just walked out to a brand new AR fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that, so. uh, that reminds me of one of the boys that came up to me last night while we were loading cars. Uh, he came up to me, with a big smile grinning ear to ear and he had a Sharpie in his hand and he said, Will you sign my trophy? <laughs> that was Josh Shetler's boy uh, that won the uh, the Pirate Wheels oh, out there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That made my day. that made my night. Yep, I like Josh. And that's the thing, you know. We we've talked about the caliber of cars that were there last night. Um, Colt Doyle in a two door over window. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Justin Hill, he had a pre-run, but everybody knows Justin. You know, he is no chump. He is mm-hmm. no punk. He shows the Blizzard Bash. Yeah. Many times. Yep. Um, and you had Larry Lyrely, who turned it up. Turned it up. Sean turned it up. Mm-hmm. Um, though, were those, I think those were the two cards that they took to board awards. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all know why this P Hill thing is happening and you know um, sitting here in the shop I know they were really close uh, with Terry so it I think to either win it or be in that top three or top five or hell even ninth place you know is a little bit it sits a little bit more in the heart mm-hmm. doesn't it yep absolutely, absolutely. yep yep mm-hmm. where it's one of those shows where you never really want to take a show personal. Because we all know there's usually drama anywhere you go. Somebody's pissed. Somebody gets butthurt. But I have not seen, for the two of the three shows, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a bunch of animosity after the Derby. I think there was a little bit last night, just to a, just a small amount. I don't think it was huge. But it wasn't, I think it was just somebody wanting to get hurt a little bit, you know. Um, but it's... With doing what you guys did last night, is that something that you can always hold 
hey, I, I did this for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I did this for yep. him. And I, Jerry, where he's at, he's not able to run. Um, I kind of wish he was. Just for the simple fact, you know, still get to be on the track for Terry at his thing. Yep. And you know Jerry is about as good as anybody. You know, you, you and Jerry's been around a long time, mm-hmm. Alan. And, um, when I try to talk to Jerry, which Jerry is our head tech for all the film promotion stuff, um, when I try to talk to him about it, you can just kind of see him. Yeah. It's like there's light in his eyes that just left a little bit, you know, deep. But do you think knowing him as long as you have, where this, after all this culmination of these three shows, is he ever, do you think he's ever going to get that light back? Not all the way. No. He lost a big chunk. Yeah. And that really sucks. You know, so, um, but on a, on a peppier note, you guys are going to Blizzard Bash. Um, do you want to, well, it's already out there. Uh, who's your other two teammates? Uh, Harley Miller and Eric Jeffers. I know Harley, but I do not know Jeffers. Eric's ran Blizzard Bash a few times. He's done pretty good out there. He's going to bring a round back out there with us. So we're pretty excited about that. So we're talking a round back. Round back, a two guy, I'm a 98-02. Cody's a 2010. Yeah, that's out of 2010 with a uh, two-door uh, 82 oval window. Adam Lemonager would be proud of you right now. Um, see if I can't bounce my face off the stairs. <laughs> In that same token, Cody does wear a full face helmet, so he's not going to have the same problem as his dad. Uh, I'll be at a five. I'll be at a four point five point, whatever I can get my hands on from there. Good idea. Very good idea. Probably not there ain't no joke. Because that is the difference. Because you know the qualifying teams. I mean, there's you have rules, yes. Um, those rules are really wide open. Yeah. Uh, what you can and can't do with them, and that is the major difference between an O3 out there and a qualifying team or a national side. What you can do to them compared to what you can do to them around here. Yeah. Um, I think Austin's O3 rules uh, for his stuff is still factory cradle, factory suspension, uh, factory steering rack out there. You can interchange. You can put your ninety-eight O2 box on it. Um, you do not have to run anything factory, which, you know, qualifying or national side, you know, never have to worry about that. But yeah. once, yeah. You, once you get to swap out those cradles, that is a game changer. Dude. Yeah. They're a beast. I've been in them before. <laughs> yep. Yeah, back when the 03s did start, you know, we we talked at, at the April show of what you could do to them out, you know, at that point in time. And that's one of the reasons why so many people – letting them run because of the amount of shit that people were doing to them. Mm-hmm. I've always said an 03 isn't that hard unless you can cut it, but yeah. these 03s now, what people have figured out with the factory suspension and cradle and everything and not even being able to cut, they are stupid. Yeah. Just like uh, my uncle always said, he said the first person to figure out that suspension. Yeah. I think we spoke on it last night. To my knowledge... PJ, PJ got it figured yeah, out, hands down. down, hands down, hundred percent. You know, I did. I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't scared of nobody, but 
I'm gonna hold on when it comes down to me. And Peter. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna hold on. Yeah. Every time uh, I see somebody or anything like that, I was like, I'm gonna get schnard. I always say schnard. <laughs> almost spit. <clears throat> almost spit beer out of my nose. I'm sorry about yeah, that. He gets a good <laughs> kick out of that. <clears throat> get schnard. I like shit out of PC. Yeah, it's a party. I like party. That is the thing. I mean, we were actually sitting there last night, and we were, I think it was me and my boy and, and Justin, and we were standing there, and, and I think uh, Dakota was standing there with us. I said, well, who's going to light the wig first? And everybody said, PJ. Yeah, and I got an old boy counting it down, and I thought, okay, where's he at? And I know he's going to first car to pull in. I just couldn't see what side of the track he was on, and then you heard it. Oh, you could hear him come. Yeah, you. I was like, well, is he going to take it easy? Is he going to? No. PJ's not taking it easy. So, we were sitting out there in line, and I looked back over him, and I said, you want me to sit here? He said, yeah, you sit there. I'm going to go around you. <laughs> I said, yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just one thing. Any place I've ever seen PJ run, it's wide open, mm-hmm. no limit. But I think he's wired into such a way where that's what the crowd wants. Yes, sir. He actually uh, moved to national this year in batch. He won uh, qualifying last year. That is right. Yeah. That that's that's going to be a game changer right there, um, because all the three O threes and stuff that you see going out to Blizzard Bash, as we talked before. The imps get to run out now, and it, we, are, you know, one of Allen's favorite cars is the imp too, you know. But he just said it earlier; it's got a, it's got a suspension issue, mm-hmm. bad suspension issue. You know, so how many of those did we see where the car is just straight away yeah, and then suspension off? Yeah, no. I, I, like I said, I'm going to build one again. I promise you, my imp will have bounce though. So. When it's gonna, when you take the bounce out of those, it doesn't work anymore. It just they're, that's one car that's not made for that. Uh, and you're gonna lose your steering. You're gonna lose your, you know, torsion bar. What, what good is your car if you can't steer the son of a bitch? You know, it's no good. I don't care how big your motor is, whatever. So uh, that's a lot. To, that little 1990 Lincoln that I used to run around everywhere. Uh, that was a hard ass car. Yeah, it, the rules were stretched on it. You know, mm-hmm. sixty inches of plate probably had about eighty on it. But yeah. uh, 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 the car still would bend, you know, in places. But that car had suspension. It bounced everywhere it went. You know, it, it drove. You could drive that car. When you hit, it would just flex down. You know, it wasn't stiff where one tire would come off the ground. And that's why that car had a, about a four year lifespan. You know, because. Yeah. That's my opinion on it anyway. Well, just like Cody talked earlier, you know, um, you, last year you ran all new styles, right? Yes. Well, no, uh, last year was my first uh, Cadillac out on that lean tube. Um, I built a uh, 1974 Cadillac with uh, Ford suspension on it um, and took it to uh, Bowling Green with my brother in the light bulb. I liked it. All the shows we ran, what, how many shows we run? Six or seven shows last year. So changed. Uh, I changed every steering box but one derby. Really? Yeah. It, it just the steering. I mean, if you if you aren't careful with them, or I mean, I was new to them. I was trying to wheel around like a big. You can't do that with old iron. You got or you got do them caddies. A lot of it like a like a wagon, back yeah. and forth, back and forth with it. Which we, you know, we've talked. Um, 
on previous episodes the difference between driving the new style and driving the, you know the caddy mm-hmm. well a the caddy's heavier yes yeah. you have to drive that more with your foot where that you know you can drive with 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 the steering wheel a lot. Yeah. i know teddy's he's mm-hmm. he's topped off on that a couple times mm-hmm. um you know so you much more viable in a smaller car i yes. feel like if you get a if you get a good uh new style on you and you're in an old iron and he's a good driver. You got your, you got your. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got your. You know, but you said the last new style that you were in, Alan, was twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve or eleven. No, we've been twelve. No, it was twelve. Three and newer. I was in an 03 with a oval window, two body on it, or yeah, two door on it. I ran a couple shows. That my last show was Pleasant Hill, and I won with it, and that's when I quit for eight years. Quit for eight. Yep. Was so, it that long? I thought you uh, <laughs> bought a Cadillac from. Well, uh, you can't count that because yeah. I didn't build that car. I bought yeah. it. Yeah. I hit a big lick. Fuck it, I'm gonna spend some money. So I bought mm-hmm. a Cadillac for ten grand, turnkey, and I thought, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. he made one hit. The side and then well, Keith come over to me after the, it had a stock Cadillac rear end in it, so it had like two seventy three gears in it, and and you could run forty miles an hour. And after that derby up at Palmyra, my brother in law come over to me and he said, "Brown, you got in that car just like you got out of the last car and drove it exactly like it, except your last car was a sixty inch car with kickers." And you drove that car just like you was driving a kicker car. And I said, you know what? You're right. I did. <laughs> but it, it's, it's hard. In, a, in that same token, it's hard to to break old habits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I've been in a cradle car since I got back into it in 2019. And, you know, it's different driving a cradle car versus a non-cradle car. You know, you can't just drive it however you want. Yeah. You actually got to use your head. I do remember a Snapchat and it says, this is the first one I've been in without a cradle. Yeah, you can't drive them like that. Yeah. Same car, just took a cradle out of it and it was not near what it was. Yeah, yeah that April 2nd show, uh, when, I, when I seen Dad get pulled over, I, it just triggered my head. I came and hit him and we barely moved and I said, uh, party all night. <laughs> and uh, by the end of that night, I mean, it moved quite a bit. Uh, we pulled it back down and we put, we put plates on it. And I went back to that derby, and my uncle came up to me, and he said, uh, well, my uncle and Jerry, they said, uh, he said you're not going to be the hammer you were. He said, you only got about two or three shots. So you better use them wisely. Well, I mean, I'm still wired in as I got a, a cradle on my car, and uh, old, old boy was on the wall, kind of. Is that when you removed his roof sign? Uh, oh. No, no, this was uh, this was last night. Oh, okay. When I, that boy was on the wall. Um I hit him just a little too hard, and I seen the fenders move. I said, uh, "I said we're just gonna relax for a little while." And we have talked about that on prior um, episodes of the concrete to the dirt, on, yeah. you know, on a yeah. wall. Yeah. You know, that concrete we know doesn't doesn't bend, where the dirt will actually act like a sponge. You know, that's one of those things where maybe I think we talked after the April show that usually when somebody's gonna track somebody they'll back off just a smidge or they'll ride that brake just to kind of sustain and you didn't not not april uh, no i mean it was gopro footage and your little ass was just bouncing to the goddamn ceiling and (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, but it never stopped. No. It, it, it always kept gaining speed. And I think that's a lot of, you know, being in those cradles, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So and that's another thing with me not being able to hear wearing that helmet. You know, that's why I run those cars where I go forward. I could not look backwards because it kills my neck to look backwards. And I'm holding that car, and it just flipped me over. I pushed him into that corner there, and I knew what was coming. I held just long enough. I could hear that motor coming when I thought I needed to. I backed up, and I almost waited too long because he was a half inch from clipping me. Yeah, it was close. It was very close. You were out, you said 12, and then you came back in. How long did it take to get your setups back to where you would like them? I'm not there yet. Still not there yet. Yep. Yep, I'm close. I'm close, but not quite there yet. Dalen, are you there yet? I mean, kind of. I mean, there's always room for improvement. You know, we always like doing better than the last one. That's what we strive for is to do better than one before. Which we have talked, you know, kids that want to get into this sport, whether it's, you know, starting at a gun go or starting at a stock car, all these guys think, man, it's, it's so expensive. And I try to tell these kids, don't try to do it all at once. Yeah. Do not work your way up, you know. And See, the kind of the issue was yeah. these guys didn't have no hand, really hand downs mm-hmm. because you did sell. You know, yep. and, and you were done. And then he, I know you said earlier, he got to have a few of the things, but never, not to the capability of, of what's in the shop right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got, he got all the, all the secrets handed down, you know, because it's not secrets. It just, every time since 1993, when I started, whatever broke, it got fixed to where it didn't break. And then something else would break. That got fixed where it didn't break. That last derby, I got rolled over. Look at that Cadillac. What's on the side of it? Orange. You know? Yeah. Orange. You know, because I got rolled over last time. Yep. So, every time, you, whatever cost you or could have cost you, you fix it to where it doesn't break. You know, that's what you just try to do every time. But And then once you get all the bugs worked out, you've got it then. But, you know, something's always going to break. Something's always going to go out. You know, it's like yesterday. We pull out there. Between rolling back and forth, it took me three times to make it through tech uh, yesterday. And all three times coming back, I could smell somebody's clutch bar. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was my pinion brake. And uh, we had to take the pedal out of it and shave an eighth of an inch off the bottom of it because it wasn't letting the pedal come back far enough. And that's one of those store-bought parts that you can order, you know. Uh, back in the day, everything was handmade mm-hmm. on mine, you know, the cables, you know, whatever. But uh, I saw somebody on Wee Crash last week uh, ask a question if uh, they were having problems with their brake sticking on a new ski pedal. And uh, the guy said, yeah, dirt will get up underneath there. And several guys said you had to shave the bottom of that to let it come back. That's what we had to do yesterday. We had to take about three-sixteenths off of it off the corner so the pedal could come on back, so... You know, and I think another issue with it, uh, I think you can get them too full on fluid, too. And when you get a hot day, it expands, and the fluid can't come back into that reservoir right because somebody came to me last night and said, your pinion brake was glowing again out there. So they told me to take a little bit of fluid out of it. Uh, C.J. Barnes did. 
and uh, I didn't take it out yesterday, but but I think that was the issue out there being in that sun all day long. Yeah. Going back on the part with the, him handing down the secrets and stuff like that, I'll build the car. You know, I, I know how to do all that shit, but I will not touch wiring. He does all my wiring yeah. and all that tedious shit because he's good at it. And I'll tell him he's good at it. <laughs> he can wire all my fucking cars. <laughs> that is one thing, you know, I, I can't do... I can't do wiring. I look at a car and they're like, well, you want to wire that? And, uh-uh. I'm not touching a wire. Yeah. He's good at making it look neat. Too. Yeah. Just, it works. I mean, they're even on the racing side, the circle track side, there's there's guys who, you look in their switch panel and you're like, oh my God, this is a goddamn hornet's nest. Yeah. And the next guy, you open it up, you're like, wow, that is beautiful. Yeah. We, we call that hornet's nest Calvin County shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we we talked about Blizzard Bash. Um, what's the rest of the summer going to look like, Cody? Um, actually, I'm probably going to start on a 9802 for the fall show. Seeing seeing how Dalens did, and we're going to go back to that. Uh, and then toward the end of the year, I'll probably break out my Cadillac, my old Cadillac, for uh, the October show. Yeah, hold on now. I think after April run at P Hill, Dalen. Told you, hell with a 9802, everybody needs to party in one of these cabs. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So now you're going to revert to. They're, they're, these boys are fools for not running these 9802s. As young as they are and the way they can build them. I mean, everybody's seen the last two shows how hard mm-hmm. those 9802s that come out of the shop are. Yeah. And their bodies can take it. They're excellent drivers, too. So. They're a fool for not getting in a $600 car and leave these $2,500 caddies sit to a big show or something to where you can build it. Because, to be honest with you, you know, and this is nothing against Austin or any of them, but these good 73 and 74 Cadillacs that we've got, you're going to waste them. You're wasting that car at those shows the way the rules are. You're better off with a 5 or a 6 all day long. You know, they're not near as expensive as the 3s or 4s are, but they're harder for what those rules are will allow there so uh, you know and it just me I'm old and decrepit and so I got to be in the heavy car so yeah. that's the only reason I'm gonna I'd be in a suicide bed let me believe me <laughs> but, 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 uh, that's my that's my deal right now so if you're listening Austin if you actually have something next year Alan says to let suicides in <laughs> he, he might pay you for it too <laughs> come spring I think uh, I think I'm gonna try out those three lines the O3 life this next spring. I'm still going to be in 98 though, too. That's what I figured. I figured Dad, <laughs> figured Dad would be uh, old iron. Then it'll be a 98 though, too, since he's got those things pretty well dialed in. Yep. And then I'll start fiddling around with O3s. I kind of ask a lot of these guys, you know, three really separate cars here in the shop right now. Have you guys figured out? Something that Dalen might do on a 98 02 that he can implement into a caddy or something front on a caddy that you can implement to an 03 i mean have you guys figured that like i said without asking any secrets where you can implement one thing that you do or a couple things that you can do it with all the cars yeah there's there's some stuff that that implemented all of it half of it's in the front of the car and part of it's in the back of the car what you can do you can do it with all of them but uh and it's really it's not simple. 
it is once you figure it out. But uh, but once you get it figured out and see how it works, and then they'd understand why we're doing it. You know, and, and uh, but, but yeah, there's a few things that go with every car out there. So. You know, I talked to we were talking to Justin Hill uh, yesterday, and um, he came up to me and he said, "Man, what's your name?" And I told him. He said, are you the other voice on the podcast? I said, yeah. He said, well, I heard you talking, and I kind of put two and two together. So that was actually the first time that we've actually got to, you know, talk to each other. And um, we started talking about different stuff, you know, pressure, leverage. Geometry. Geometry, you know, where we hit off a little earlier where PJ has figured out the steering on these O3s that nobody else has. Caddy. We all know they're notorious for losing a wheel, whether it's locking up, whether it's ball joint breaking off, lower, low, yeah, lower saying I'm out, you know, something like that. So um, I just don't, I can't, in my brain, I can't figure out, truthfully, on these rural sets that are around our area, whether it's domination, whether it's filthy, whether it's JMB, um, whoever, I still can't figure out in my head what's the best car to take yeah it's all it's all in what the rules are and everything else you know it just that's the first thing you got to look at rules first to see what your best car you know that's just like the deal they got on at bowling green up there uh this year with these new rules they've got those rules are built for a chevy wagon those those rules are straight up built for a chevy wagon all day long. Wonder who wrote those rules. The Chevy wagon. <laughs> but yep. And I mean, nothing to get bad against Chad at all. Nothing at all. Nothing. Chad. But uh, that's what the rules favor when I read them. You know, so that's my interpretation on them. So you know, I'm, it might be somebody else's different deal, but you know, that's the way I call it. But, uh, and I did see a lot of um, a lot of Facebook stuff, social media stuff, where guys were really upset. You know. Well, like you guys, I mean, you guys go to Bowling Green. Yeah, I mean, Pleasant Hill's my favorite track, but I grew up a half mile from that fairgrounds right there. Mm-hmm. That, that's my home, and uh, it's always been my hometown track. And, uh, you know, it's it, not that we don't want to run it, but we're not built for that show this year. You know, we're building for all these other shows, and the, the three main promoters around there, you being one, the rules are close enough that you can actually just spend a few hours in the shop and change a few things, and you can get a car to go from any one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, uh, with with those rules they've got, the main thing I saw in them uh, was the trailing arms. That was the main one, uh, not being able to wrap the ends. You can load your trailing arm, but you can't wrap your ends. got to have factory ends on. Well, that's out with everything we've got around here. And uh, the plates being the plates being uh, three inches apart, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's a little bracket. extreme. That's from your bracket? Yeah, brackets. I guess I really need to go back and look at that because I just kind of, I, I just scanned over it um, for a guy around home that was looking for a place to take his um, Lebanon car. He, he got a hold of me and he said, hey, I'm going to bring this thing over. And I looked at it on the trailer. I was like, dude, don't even think about bringing that here. And But that's when I told him, I was like, why did you guys go to Lebanon? He said, well, we wanted to run, you know, inside. We wanted that one experience. I said, but you guys spent two months building a car that you can't run anywhere around here. Yep. Except, and I pulled it up on my phone, and I said, except on there. I said, what I just saw on your car and what I'm looking through, you will get in there. 
I don't know if that's where he's going to go. Yeah. You know, but that is what we have actually tried as a promotion company. We want to be able to, if you guys run at Macon or Palmyra or Pleasant Hill or, well, stuff up north, that's out. Um, Peoria. You know, Teddy came down to our Palmyra show. He over he did overlook one rule. No scene welding. So, Corey spent all morning grinding all those mm-hmm. off from the boxes forward. Um, and he apologized. He's like, man, I didn't even think about that. That's what we could do for Peoria. I didn't even think about it. But you know what? He, he changed it. They ended up winning. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, we... What I'm hoping um, with our rules that maybe you guys can come and play one of these days. We've got some really good drivers that run our shows. We've t- we've talked about it, you know, Blizzard Bash drivers, um, Peoria drivers. We as a promotion company want to have when people leave a show, they just go, "Holy shit!" Austin has gotten that two shows in a row. Uh, like we said, hats off to Austin because um, them guys are doing it right. And we know everybody's schedules are just so insane, you know, with a couple of rats running around. Yeah, you know, three of them little things. Um, I don't know what causes that yet. Yeah, yeah I haven't figured it out either. <laughs> it's called not swallowing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> she didn't, so yeah. that's a plus. You know, you got two little... Girls that you gotta you gotta worry about for the next you know twenty two years or so, and and then you're mini me because he is you. Yeah, he is all me without a doubt. You know. Well, Alan, what is um, we we talked about the boys' plans for this summer? Uh, I know you're pulling in one in the next day or two for um, the September seventeenth show, which we will be there. Um, that's my birthday weekend. I might have to have somebody drive home. And we know what you're pulling in. Are you going to try to hit anything at all through the fair? I know you hit on Bowling Green. No, I doubt it. I mean, I had planned on maybe, if we had something left, trying to get it into Bowling Green to go run with some really good friends of ours that's going to be running up there. And, uh, well, we see that ain't happening. So, so that's, uh, Now, is, is Keith going to, you know, is... No, no, Keith's, nope. Keith's, Keith's done. He's done. He's 100%. completely 100%. 100%. Yep. That is, you know, we talked about Keith earlier about um, I'm in the same business as he is, but everything, all the cars that I get now are, there's no way to dirty those cars. You know, um, I don't have any manuals to go back and tell me wall thickness, mm-hmm. you know, how hours of, uh, of frame machine time, which everybody knows when you're pulling a frame on a frame machine, the harder they pull, the stiffer they are. Mm-hmm. You know, where you hit on earlier, where you guys can figure out which frames pull the hardest, you know, the wall thickness, uh, the tensile strength. I mean, because now everything is ultra high strength steel or high mm-hmm. strength steel, and you really are never going to be able to pull those. You just replace them. Yeah. Uh, no chance of you ever getting back in a compact? No, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> Not unless I got to jump in one of their cars with them if they're flipping me off. So. <laughs> Clayton did tell me the other day that he said if you ever wanted to ride, he'd let you ride with I him. guarantee you that's what Danny Hobbs told me, too, so I can get in there and find the skinny pedal for him. Well, Danny finds the shit out of that skinny pedal, <laughs> if you ask me. So, but now, back to schedule. Uh, 
you know, we we were I was planning on being at a couple of you guys' shows this year, mm-hmm. but you know the, the 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 thing with Terry that went down, that just threw a wrench in everything. So yeah, we had no intention of going to run. Really, yep. we planned yep. on going J and B and you guys is all here. Yep. that's where that's yep. what we were gonna you know really go to because. I stayed on Stephen's ass pretty hard all fall and all winter, politicking, trying to get the suicides in, trying to get the suicides in. Same thing with J&B. And, uh, uh, same way with J&B. And uh, they said, we don't think it's going to hurt a damn thing. So, you know, and I told I told Paul the other day, when I, said, I said, man, don't, I'm sorry, you know, you changed the rule around so I could go, and now I'm not there, but, you know, this came up. I will be there next year, you know, and he said, no, dude, we understand what happened, you know, but because I told him I'd be at least three of their shows this year uh, mm-hmm. since they let him, let it fly, but but uh, he knows what's, what's going on, so. We have plenty of them sitting up on top of the hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, that was out of the blue. We got that. Oh, yeah, and any time it's personal. Yeah. That takes precedence over plans. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you guys got to know, you know, you've known them all your all's lives. And just a few times I've got to be, you know, be around them and just the life. Oh, that yeah. Had in, yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I was telling guy. somebody last night, we were, we were in old Mexico deer hunting. Me and Terry and Jerry. And uh, Jerry left to go to another ranch, so me and Terry, we, we stayed there. Well, Jerry got to take the good Polaris Ranger. We got stuck on an old Kubota diesel side-by-side, uh, side, and we were 30 miles out in that ranch, and uh, our radiator overheated, spit all the water out. So we had four or five Bud Lights is all we had, and that shit is hard to get down there, <laughs> very hard to get. And... Uh, I told Terry, he said, we're going to have to pour your beer in there to get back. And I said, bullshit. I said, I'm going to drink this beer, and I'm going to piss in this radiator, and that's how we're going to get back. So, <laughs> that's what we did. We drank the beer. I pissed in the radiator once, and then I said, you, Terry said, I am not pissing in that radiator. So the last beer, we poured it in there, and we made it back to camp. So. <laughs> and then when you got back to camp, somebody didn't piss in Jerry's on his blanket or pillow or no, no, Jerry was already packed up and gone. But yeah, we we had a good time that weekend. A hell of a good time. Well, as everybody knows, most of the people listen to the podcast. I mean, my boy's sitting here and he is running a minivan next weekend at Madison. You guys, you know, one that's been in the game forever, one that's been in the game for a little bit, and one that just pretty much started in the game. Is there any kind of you guys aren't going to run no vans or nothing like that. You got any pointers for him? Yep. Take all your plastic bullshit, your fiberglass off of it, so they don't throw a red flag every five fucking seconds. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop your shit. laughs> There's anything left of that only vans in my brain here. Sometimes we went out, and uh, he said, "Dad, I'm, I need you to come out." I said, "Okay." So we went out to Stephen yesterday. I walk up with this van. I said, "I thought you had a strip." He said, "Well, it is." I said, the fuck if? <laughs> and he's like, well, what's left? I said, I didn't know you still had all the glass in it. Uh, yeah, you got some seats out. So you still got a dash in it. Um, the fuel tank's not moved yet. Um, what, what are we doing here? And then we got to the point where I said, you got to have more tools to get all the shit off. I said, this is a good stopping spot. So um, we tried to tell him, you know, if you can, like, P-Hill over last night, 
those gun goes, you know, you got Zach Frudig and, and Dylan Patrick and them guys. Uh, Chad Hurd even came from Lincoln, um, Illinois. And, you know, Chad runs, um, he runs a lot of shows and he runs a lot of big stuff. Um, he finished top three in Peoria. Him and his teammate won Spring X. I think he run it down to second last night and just something stupid happened. Which, you know, talking to Chad and them guys, they'll tell you, if you can, if you can wait the, the three minutes, and that's roughly what it is. We talked off the air, Alan. There's a guy from last night. He left him completely alone because he usually is in that spot where something's going to happen or he's going to kind of take himself out. Mm-hmm. So if you can last that three minutes of absolute disastrous chaos, half the field takes yourself out. So they'll tell them, you know, put your nose up to the wall. They're going to hit a van. Let them hit a team in the ass. Don't worry about it. We all know a van's weak spot is the front axles. And I have kind of seen with the caddies um, on the big cars that you guys will kind of hang out in the middle. You have some other cars out there, whether it's dead cars or pretty ill-moving cars, can almost, you can use a shield. You know, where you're not taking that PJ Snar 40 mile an hour shot from one end to the other, you know, or a Brock Hill shot, because mm-hmm. we all know those get nasty too. Yes, they do. We're all just, I got a guy that wanted him to wear dudes next weekend. And if everybody knows my boy, he's got cowboy boots on. I mean, that's just pretty normal for him. So he said, Dad, I'm going to wear dudes. I said, No, you're not. I said, Your mother would kill me. He said, Well, she wouldn't know until after the derby. I said, Yeah, but I live with her. <laughs> I was like, and that's how I've got to stop in one day. So um, we've kind of hit on the plans of what everybody's got going on. Uh, as like I said, Stephen is not able to be here. I know it's a little different listening to his big gravelly ass. And I think I was supposed to call him. <laughs> so I sent him a picture a while ago and he said, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he told me yesterday, he said, I'm, I'm pretty jealous. I said, why? He's like, because I don't get to go to the Browns. Yeah, so, you know, um, I actually did talk to Stephen. He was really apologetic that he could not be here. Um, I got a phone call yesterday that said he had to leave for Chinook, Kansas at 2 o'clock in the morning, um, this morning, uh, to be out there by 7, and he is still on his machine right now. Uh, and so um, he was really looking forward to coming over. When you hear the same voices every episode um it's kind of regularity kind of like Miralax or you know fiber one bars or something but you know we we really appreciate you guys having us over to doing this and and i know a lot of the guys that we talk to we um we try to get them on more than once they these guys have got some stuff going on um, in the works we know they're going to run in october uh, pretty much we know what cars are going to take in October, um, and then they're going to have to start doing some Blizzard Bash stuff because... Cody's Blizzard Bash car is about that. What? Yeah, we've been working on that. Their shit is somewhere else. Oh. All this shit they ran last night is my shit. <laughs> so, that's why when I asked them, what are we going to do if it accidentally comes down to all three of us? And they say, well, I guess it's, we're going to party. I said, so, oh, we're going to tear up all my shit. So. <laughs> we didn't tear up nothing. You just tore up your own shit in your car. <laughs> I didn't tear nothing up. I drove that motherfucker off the track, and I drove it in his shop. This that morning. one, I'm not going to lie, boys and girls. If you all can see the, the ripped front frame rail, it's pretty torn up. 
But, you know, like we said, awesome. You guys, awesome show last night. Everything was kind of so hectic. We was worrying about whether we did get rained on a little bit right before you guys actually pulled out on the track. I think you all were getting wet sitting in your seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gut and goes, that's normal. We've hit off on them guys. The stock car, or the stock cars, Nate Hull's a driving little Yes, he is. A driving little shit yeah. boy. Actually, he he could drive anything, I think. And all you can see is his helmet. That's yep. the only thing you can see over over anything, you know. He run it down, and, and he won it. Uh, and he got Mad Dog, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, he drove yeah. the fucking wheels off that thing. He did. He drove the wheels off of it. That bitch was bananaed up, front and back mm-hmm. both. Um, and then the compact guys, you know, they we harp on them, you know. Um, but they, you know, they, they don't disappoint. We've always said them guys got a little bit of screw loose. Alan told me off air he will not get into another one, and there's a reason for that. So, A, you don't want a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the prior injuries, um, past injuries, that changes that changes the game a little bit. You know, that's why Alan's not going to, A, going to probably go back into a full-blown mod car again, uh, you know, with kickers, because we have all talked about this several times. Those cars aren't been in something's been there. It's your neck, your vertebrae, mm-hmm. your knees, your shoulders. Um, and, and Kenny Dacre, uh, Griggsville or Pleasant Hill years ago, we, you know, that's when I was in my prime too. Uh, we were both in suicides, and we weren't after each other. We were actually running together, but it come down toward the end with us, and we met around a dead car, didn't see each other coming, both running about 25 mile an hour and hit head on, and... It was like you took a pencil and drew a line straight down the middle of my body from my forehead all the way down to my groin and my whole left side went dead. I, my arm fell down in the door, between the door and the cage. I couldn't move it. I couldn't pick it up. I had to reach over and grab my arm, put it up in my lap, and I thought, you've got to get to the ambulance now. So I grabbed reverse because I've run up three speed and I backed up and I'm looking where the ambulance was at. And all of a sudden, it started to tingle, real tingly, and all my feeling came back. And I looked around, there's three cars left, and I thought, what are you going to do? And I grabbed first and dumped the clutch and <laughs> went at it again. So, you know, but but that was scary, you know, and I uh, don't know what I did that. And it's never happened since then, but, but, uh, but yeah, a little shit like that, you know, you never know what could go on bad out there. You know, that's why I preach and preach and preach about driver safety in these cars. You know, there, I had one guy last night that kind of wanted me to cut some sidebars in my car. I would have loaded it on the trailer if mm-hmm. they would have made me cut them because that is for my protection. Yep. Wasn't beefing the car up whatsoever, but but that's just the way I am. Yeah, we talked about that last yep. night. You know, we never want to see anybody get hurt ever. Um, I don't even care if I don't like the guy. Mm-hmm. The crowd, his family, they don't want to see anybody no. get hurt. No. So putting a little bit of extra cage material is something that we have all discussed as a promotion company. We're never going to – it's not doing anything. It's not tied into – No. Yeah. You, you, it's just not tied into anywhere. Some promoters, they look at it a little bit different. Well, this is what the rule says. You know, six-inch material, mm-hmm. you're not going no more than that. When you take one of these Amish pointies – into a door that yep. you can't double scan anyways yep. and it smokes your leg well 
that's when it all comes back to safety. And like you, you know, you told me yesterday, you know, Lena was in the passenger seat of that car with you. That's her protection. Yes. You know exactly. And, and like I said, we we preach safety, and we we just never want anything bad to happen to anybody. And I don't. I think anybody that got hurt last night. Um, I don't think nothing was serious. I think one old boy might have had some rib damage um, in a different class. But when, like I said, you guys are going out there running like a freight train and, and somebody takes a shot, like a firewall shot or something like that, you know, that'll jar some shit loose. Oh, yeah. Guys, I appreciate you guys having us. Maybe next time I can come out, we can get that shrimp bowl. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not get <getting> sore. <laughs> But we'll try to do it um, before a show instead of after a show. So, you guys, got anything to say? Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. Make jump. Yes, oh, yeah, always. always. always.